Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your live and local Colorado Rockies podcast from Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar, and uh, as usual, we're brought to you by Tap 14. Tap 14, right on 1920 Blake Street. If you've been to Coors Field and you haven't been to Tap 14, well... I don't know if we can be friends, but you still have a chance because I, I'll tell you about it right now. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, the best rooftop bar in my mind in town, right there on Blake Street, and the food's delicious. Uh, the man who's with me here today it reminds me that, you know, try the candied bacon. That's the uh, that's the And the nachos too, Sean. Yeah, and they, they both go really well with any of those local Colorado beers. Yes. That's the spot you want to go, tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com. The voice you hear is of Ronnie Court. I find him on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. He's been on quite a bit. And Ronnie, uh, you're a guy that's in the the clubhouse with this team. You, you've seen this before. They are on the road right now, but they are on the road in what might be the biggest series, regular season series at least, in Colorado Rockies history. They are in first place in the NL West. Just uh, a few weeks to go. Half game ahead of the Dodgers. And here you go. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, John Grave versus uh, Hinju Ryu, and then you have uh, Kyle Freeland and Clayton Kershaw. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then the, the finale, uh, Tyler Anderson, who's been awful, but actually his last start was not pretty good. He didn't get any run support whatsoever, so maybe something there uh, versus Walker Bueller. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. Anyone? That'll Bueller. be on national TV, by the way. So Bueller. all these games a little late for those in Colorado, but well worth staying up for. Uh, Ronnie, how do you look at this series? The Rockies have four series left. This one against the Dodgers, three against Arizona on the road, and then they finish at home with seven against Philly and Washington. Both teams should be setting tea times by the time the Rockies get back to Coors Field. Well, this is it. I mean, this is this is what you work for, to put yourself in position, to be here to wear. And it's unfortunate that this series is in L.A. and gives them that leg up. But you wanted to be the big boy at the table. Well, they are at the table, and it starts with John Gray. And, you know, Gray has been up and down this year, of course, being sent down to coming back and then having that four in a row that was just spectacular. They need him here because it's, really, it's actually really unfortunate in my eyes. It's going to make for incredible TV. Uh you mentioned a little bit earlier, Kyle Freeland and Clayton Kershaw. I trust Clayton Kershaw at home, though, uh, in that kind of game. Oh, in this kind of situation? In, sure. In this kind of situation. I know Kyle Freeland's really good, but that's a game where I almost sway a little bit towards the Dodgers. And then we talked about Tyler Anderson's struggles. Um, so that that makes this opening series game so huge with John Gray, and they need him to at least be effective in his starts. I, I think you're going to see Buddy Black be real quick on the hook in the event where John Gray starts to fall apart because you're trying to, you know, it, it, it almost seems like this this constant motion of he, he starts to allow the base runners and then he allows that big hit. And I think you're going to see Buddy Black be real quick on the hook before that big hit comes in the event where Gray is struggling and of course the the roster spots have now opened up so you have so many pitchers but it starts tonight this is a the, I agree with, I I don't know if you, you have a side on this I believe this is the biggest regular season series period for them I think in because of what's history. on the line yes the opportunity yes. to win your first division title in your history if they were to say sweep this series I mean they'd be in phenomenal shape I don't know if that'll happen I wouldn't expect it to happen but you don't know because we look at all three of these matchups. Do the Dodgers have the edge in one or two or all three of them? Maybe they do. But I, I'd say with the exception of Freeland and Kershaw, and Freeland, quite frankly, should be getting some Cy Young votes. Uh, I, there's nothing to really say that Ryu's 
going to have a great game and John Gray is who knows. There's nothing to say that Walker Bueller is going to have a great game and Tyler Anderson isn't. I mean, you don't really know there. So two of those three are completely up in the air. And the truth of the matter is, against Clayton Kershaw, the Rockies haven't really been that bad. So this is going to be a fascinating one. What they need to get back, by the way, and I understand, I think it's because it's the injury. When he hurt his shoulder, he hasn't quite been the same. The Rockies need to find a way to get Nolan Arenado to return to form and look like the guy he was earlier in the summer. Yeah, and Nolan coming back on the offense, I mean, certainly would help them out. And uh, they really need to just consistently hit more as a team because, of course, in the past couple weeks, we have seen them struggle with runners in scoring position. And it seems like that always comes out and rears its ugly head for a little bit of games, and then they kind of rally over it. So it's this ebb and flow uh, and it is just so crucial for them to get runs at, as in any opportunities that they can. If there is a runner in scoring position with no outs, that needs to be a run because that's what division title winning teams do. They take advantage of those situations. We can't go into a, a Dodgers series and look at a Rockies team coming out of it saying they went one for nine with runners in scoring position in this game, two for 11 or whatever the case. They need to score with runners in scoring position. That starts with consistency. I can give them maybe a little bit more of a pass on, on, in a game where you are playing a, a, a facing a Clayton Kershaw or whatnot. But again, you kind of mentioned it. Walker Bueller and uh, Ryu, th- they're not world beaters by any means. These are pitchers that you should be taking advantage of. You can be able to beat them. And, and for the Rockies, I think this is an approach. That you talked about the runners in scoring position. They're one of the National League's worst teams with runners in scoring position. They've been... Uh, Not mediocre, not middling, not okay. They've been bad. And this is in part because the Rockies team has a lot of home run guys. And they have been waiting, by and large, to get the big run. They're looking for the old Earl Weaver baseball. you got a couple guys on and wait for the three-run homer. The problem is, in today's baseball, with the short hooks, with the 40-man rosters, uh, it doesn't work that way. This is small ball land. When you watch the the Royals win their World Series a couple years ago, when you watch the Cleveland Indians get really, really close, uh, you, you watch the Houston Astros who have big-time power but understand how to work them in one at a time. This this series, I really, Ronnie, expected to be played like a playoff series. It wouldn't surprise me if you're getting into the seventh inning and you're going to watch Dave Roberts go with three different pitchers. Yes during the seventh inning to get three guys out. It would not shock me if that's how this gets played. So for the Rockies, what your point is exactly right. You have to bunt. You have to be able to hit the ball to the right side Move of the guys infield. Over. You have to be able to get the sacrifice fly when you need it. You have to get the bat on the ball, even if that means sacrificing power. That's the biggest question for the Rockies. Can they do that? Should they do that, given that this is a team that all year long has basically been trying to powder the ball? Well, and most recently, I mean, particularly in the San Francisco series, this is a team where, yes, the offense kind of went quiet, shut out, obviously, in back-to-back games. But this is not – it's not like they're being blown out 10 to nothing or or 7 to 1. Which could, times can be more frustrating, the, but but your point is – They taken. allowed seven runs in three games. I mean, two, three, and two in the three games. So if you are sacrificing here, moving a guy over there, a timely double here, and then all of a sudden this is a ball game going into the later innings. Instead, their offense has been shut out, and 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 – Going back to what you were saying, it just seems, and particularly in the game where they faced Madison Bumgarner, it seemed like they just wanted to jump on Bumgarner so quick. Well, what did that make for? I think it was. I think the stat was like twenty-four of the first twenty-nine batters that uh, Sandy San Francisco pitched at 
first pitch strikes. Madison Bumgarner is good enough. You don't want to make it easy exactly. for him. Exactly. Now you're making it easy for him where he only has 60 pitches going into you know the fifth inning. So, I mean, it, it really needs to be consistent, uh, locking in. And you know what? If you have an at-bat that has... 10, 11 pitches that ends in a fly ball. That's okay. Light, that's okay. You're pushing that pitch count up, and you're certainly starting to to see patience, and and that will lead to an effective game for this team. But but they've got to be able to do that, and and sometimes they think they get so much into that home run mentality because they all are capable of doing that. We've seen Trevor Story, Nolan, Charlie, DJ at times, even Chris Iannetta to where. They put a good swing on an uppercut, and boom, it's out of the park. But that's not the kind of game they need to be playing. That's not the way you generally win in in late-season, postseason baseball in 2018. Yeah, it's not sure. how, how it works. And for the Rockies, uh, you know, my Little League coach used to say when you had those kind of slumps, choke up. I know they don't really teach yes. that to, to major league guys anymore, but you know, take a little bit out of your swing, get sacrifice some power for some control. Something they're going to have to do. Uh, you mentioned that that San Francisco series be remiss in pointing out that in those seven runs they allowed uh, in that span of time, they only scored three of them themselves. Two of them were knocked in by Antonio Senzatella, the starter of Sunday's game, who also uh, gave got the win, only allowing one earned run. Uh, you can't really expect that to uh, to save them with any regularity. But the, they get the win, and it's exciting. But if you're position players, I think that's the one if you're Bud Black and look back and say, hey, guys, we got three runs. Two of them were knocked in by our pitcher. We need to pick the, the pitching up quite a bit in yeah. this series because you know what? Uh, the offense isn't going to get many chances. But the Dodgers' offense is pretty good. Yes, you're playing in a great pitcher's park, but the Rockies have to, obviously, you know, it sounds cliche, and it it's also the name of the game. You have to score more runs than the other guy. Yes. But you cannot get shut out in these games. Very you crucial. have to find a way, yeah. Very crucial that you score more runs. You yes. score more runs? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, look, again, and you should be Bold jumping. strategy, Cotton. You should be jumping on pitchers that you should be able to do that. Uh, look, with but, all but they don't need to put the pedal to the metal in the first inning, which is what it seems like they sure. do. Uh, they go like, oh, we want to jump on this guy, and they try to crack home runs. I'm like, don't worry about that, because in baseball, you, you brought up a good point there. You can win a couple ways. Can you jump on a guy? Yeah. Can you do the death by a thousand cuts and just keep nibbling at single, single, single? Yeah. Can you even beat a guy by having a bunch of 10-pitch at-bats? Yeah, you can, because he'll be out of the game before your guy is. Yes. And that gives you an advantage. And and certainly, you know, the these, again, we go back to the, the pitchers that the Dodgers are sending up. Uh, they're quality pitchers, but they, they also need to be on their toes because if they get into that mentality where they're getting first pitch striked a lot and, and they are striking out a ton, uh, this is a team that got two hit by Chris Stratton. Uh, and with all due respect to Chris Stratton, he had a 5.0 ERA coming into the game. He's a so, 500 pitcher, right. You know, so so this is a, a team that just will see, I think, more importantly, if they belong. Because if they belong, they will run with the Dodgers and they will push them to all three games, if not win two of those three. Because the goal here, the goal is obviously to sweep them. But realistically, take the series. Because that's that's been my my mindset and thought the whole entire year, is just win the series. You don't got to win all three, but win the series, because then that pushes your lead to a game and a half, coming down to what, the final ten games of the year? Yeah, and the, the Rockies find themselves in an interesting spot. Winning is doubly important. They are only percentage points ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals for the final wild card sure. spot. You lose these games, you're probably falling behind them too, and you're going from first place to maybe out of the playoffs in the span of a week and a but half. But to tack it on even more, don't count on the wild card. Don't count on the wild card. I'm, I'm so tired of not 
uh, of settling for something that the Rockies could have been settling shooting for better. And that's the division. You've put yourself in this position to win the division. Don't rely on the wild card. If you get it, great. But I want to see this team win a division. It's been 25 years. This team has been in existence for 25 years, and they have yet to win a division. And the big bad Dodgers, who haven't had all that great a year according to their standards, are the only thing in the way of them taking that. It's time to go get it. Put the big boy pants on and and be a division title winning team. Game 150 of the season as the Colorado Rockies take the field tonight against the Dodgers. They will be in first place when they do so. We will also learn quite a bit about John Gray. We've talked about how he is pitched in the clutch. Seems to pitch a little tight in big games. Here is another opportunity for John Gray to prove that he is going from a thrower to pitcher. See if he has a chance to do that. We will check back in with you in a couple days after this Dodgers series. Take a look at the Dodgers series and then preview the Arizona series. Uh, there are no gimmies left. It's not going to happen that way for the Rockies. Uh, a huge series for them, and then a huge series, and then a huge series, and then a huge series. They're this all is huge. what happens when you have September baseball that matters. Uh, Ronnie K, by the way, thank you very much. Ronnie K Radio on uh, Twitter. Make sure you check him out. Also, wherever you got this, wherever you got this podcast, you can get the Broncos Blitz podcast. Whether you went to the audio boom, whether you went to MileySports.com, whether you grabbed it off the app, you can get that. Ronnie is the man for the Broncos Blitz. They're 2-0. and They've won yeah. 40% of the games they won all last year already. Yeah, 40% so, of 160, that would be 40. Right? Uh, what? Maybe? No? You're I was told me. math is not involved here. Hey, <laughs> Broncos lead the uh, AFC West? Tied. Fine. Tied. Yeah. Rockies? Lead the NL West. I see a, I see a little theme yeah, here. It's, uh, it's Denver team's time. leading the West. Fun time to be a fan in Colorado. And if you are, make sure you visit Tap 14. Tap 14, best rooftop bar in town. In my opinion, you'll see me there quite a bit. They haven't charged me rent yet, which is very nice. Because over the last couple of years, I thought maybe someone was just going to approach me with a bill or or something. Uh, I mean, they even leave, let me leave my stuff there. So I figured they probably would you know, be charging me. But that's the kind of folks they are. They're pretty cool up there. Make sure you check them out. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 distilled Colorado spirits. Some delicious, delicious food. They even have brunch, by the way. So make sure you check them out on the weekends. Uh, whether you're watching the Rockies, whether you're watching the Broncos, get out early. Watch a Broncos game. You get a little brunch there, too. Have an opportunity to go to my favorite spot in town, Tap 14. Check them out on their website, tap14.com. Spell that out. Tap14.com. For Ronnie Court, I'm Sean Drotar. We'll be back next uh, later in the week to talk to you about the next series with the Arizona Diamondbacks, hopefully also talking about a series win over the Los Angeles Dodgers and a team that is still in first place. But for now, he's Ronnie. I'm Sean. Thank you for listening to the Blake Studio Regulars on Mile High Sports.